Thank you for listening to this episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Check out our website at 365mcs.com for all the details about our show. And we're on all the socials at 365mcs. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Uh, this is, I'm, I'm Daniel, and uh, that over there is the standing Daryl. Um, <laughs> I was going to say the standing, standing Daryl, like the you standing stand in for Daryl. No, no, it's that you're standing at your standing desk versus sitting like I am. If I had realized this before the show, I would have stood myself. But that's okay. I'm not jealous. I'm not uh, at all. This is episode 276-ish, I guess. Right? There's a reason I'm standing, Daniel. It was an early start. Um the show because uh, you all over in the US have um, changed your clocks. Yeah. And so now you're an hour away from me, and mm. uh, the show was starting at 6 a.m. for me. But don't worry, when we change our clocks in April, we'll be, uh, it'll be a 5 a.m. start for me. Unless I can negotiate something with my boss here about <sighs> starting maybe at 11 o'clock. No, 1 o'clock, please. 1 o'clock. I don't want to get up at 3. We'll see. Yes, we have um, we have some good topics this week, Daryl. Uh, one that made quite a, a splash last week, um, and we'll be talking about the which is Loop and this Loop app that we've been promised for so long. Mm. And let's talk about you know the rollout and stuff like that. But first, we will dive into um, a kind of a a different thing. <laughs> completely different than loop right a different thing different. yeah yeah let's get that going um here we go so the f the first message that we really wanted to talk about today uh and actually has relation to another message so we'll talk about this message first so this is spo which i always find it interesting how when they write these messages, sometimes they abbreviate things, you know, and just assume everyone knows what it is. Mm. SPO stands for SharePoint Online. SPO you know site what else? sharing. It, it, yes. it, it struggles to, sorry to cut in. But yes, when we totally search, when we search though too, it's, it's yes. looking in that title. So I think this is a, a weakness of the message center when we're looking for messages. You're not going to find SharePoint because it's not in the title. No, search is probably, well, we won't criticize too much but search is not great in the message center so you're exactly right we need those titles yeah. to be uh to spell out everything so we can make them available in search this one spo sharepoint online site sharing will now use azure b2b invitation manager mc525663 now in sharepoint online when you go to share um a site to someone right now it is using the same sharepoint um invitation that it's been using for a while which is it's handling it via sharepoint and it's the well it says it in the message sharepoint invitation manager and so what's going to happen here in late march so in a couple weeks is they're going to switch to using the azure b2b invitation manager instead and this is a good thing because they are really f moving and focusing on using the Azure B2B, which gives you that capability of allowing people to um, use their credentials 
of where they are, you know, the, the other uh, authenticator, uh, which could be, you know, their own Azure environment um, to authenticate. And it creates that guest uh, in your environment. But they're using, um, going to be switching this, like I said, in a couple weeks, starting and rollout will be end of April. And then the, uh, as of March 31st, and, and this is another message, which is new tenants as of March 31st will have Azure B2B integration with SharePoint enabled by default. And that's MC526130. And that message basically is, it's very, very similar in saying, as of March 31st, if you create a new tenant, then it will automatically be using Azure B2B uh, for SharePoint, which makes sense because they're coinciding. They're just letting you know, if you create a new tenant, it's gonna be on by default. Um, so if you have any policies set up in your um, B2B invitation uh, manager, uh, in, and you go in, so you can go to Azure Active Directory and go in and check out your policies because they're gonna go into effect on anyone that's being invited into SharePoint sites as a guest, okay? So check that out before it goes into effect. And that's how this, this little message affects you. Um, Daryl, uh, I think it is, um, you know, I like the experience here uh, with the Azure B2B. You know, you get that one one time um, link to uh, gain access. You know, send you an email and you click on it and you, you gain access and you get go through that process. Um, I, I think this is, you know, it's good to standardize this. But as uh, Andy says in chat, this feels like short notice. Um, I think it is a little bit short notice. I actually don't know if it's going to affect too many people big, but that's a personal opinion. It may affect a lot of people in a negative way. I just don't know. Um, but short notice, right, Daryl? Hmm. Yeah, well, I, th I think if, um, if we want to be able to tell people expect to see a different looking message, hmm. um, that's probably the biggest impact. But uh, you'll still be able to work with content that is being shared with you. Um, maybe yeah, admins it's, have to manage it from a different place. Yeah, it, yes. And, and I think that really what we're seeing here is that from a user experience, from your user experience, there's no change. Right. So when I go to share, it's going to be the same experience. It's just the back end, really, that's handling that guest access mm. is changing. So I, I think really what what we need to understand here is how it's going to affect those people that we will be inviting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, can we move on? I, I, unless, you know, if you have some comments, throw them in the comments or in, if you're watching us live, do it in chat and we'll, we'll, uh, talk a little bit more about this, but let's move on to something that did get some, um, it's not the one that got all the attention, but it got a little bit of attention, which is the new outlook for windows. Yeah. So uh, this is more about um, Outlook, the new Outlook, uh, also known as One Outlook. <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, we've already got two One Outlooks. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so try the preview of the new Outlook for Windows. So this is the MC526128. 
Uh, it is a toggle, which some of us have had access to uh, already. We might have been on the insider preview for Office Builds. Uh, and so that, to get to that, you'd have to throw in a few commands and, and work your magic uh, or have some help from an admin to do so. But this message is announcing that the preview switch will uh, be available for current channel. And that means when it rolls out to uh, to organizations who have set to receive office on current channel frequency or um, individuals, then they're going to see that little switch up at the top. And let's remind ourselves what um, Outlook for Windows or the new Outlook for Windows is. Um, no screenshots. I just thought I'd build it up there and then say it's not in the message. You like that? Um, it, if you if you want a, a preview a of it, I know, but you can go to Outlook uh, Outlook Web Access um, or Outlook on the web, and you'll see something very similar. Uh, there's yeah a various few different things that you could uh, take note of if you wanted to turn that off and and uh, have a bit more control of it. Um, but I want to just go into something that uh, Daniel and I were talking about. Um, saying, well, okay, so what really is the difference between yeah. Outlook Web Access and uh, One Outlook? And the more information link at the bottom of this message uh, will tell you about how to install it. Now, there was somewhere down here. There it is. Uh, support for key Outlook features is a really good uh, table. So we'll just, just briefly take a look at this on a larger screen and uh, blow that up. Okay, so good table here. Just take note of the first column. What is the experience in Outlook on the web? And the new Outlook for Windows. And as I track mm -hmm. down things like pin email, snooze, my my day view, uh, it's all yes, yes, yes. Inbox world rules, conversation mm -hmm. settings, loop components, mm -hmm. board view, mm -hmm. a hybrid RSV, confirm your attendance in person or virtually. We haven't seen that appear yet, but uh, it's planned to appear right. in, <laughs> in the new Outlook and in uh, Outlook on the web. Support for Outlook.com. This is where it gets a bit lax, uh, that it's not yet available in um, the new Outlook. Multi-account support. For those on the audio podcast, it's third-party oh. uh, accounts like Gmail and Yahoo are mm -hmm. not supported, um, but coming soon, quote-unquote. Um, for new Outlook for Windows. That's right. Delegation, shared mailbox, offline support. If you mm -hmm. really need to access your email from a Windows desktop offline, which you know there'll be some sectors of of uh, the industry that do need that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not supported yet. I think and that's Daniel, huge. That's, well, that yeah, one's that's huge. what you're really interested in. Yeah, because I mean, when you start looking at these applications, for instance, Microsoft List came out with, you know, the desktop experience, which was that um, really it's just the same experience, but it includes offline access. That's mm. the beauty of it. And it's really kind of uh, a major focus if you're using Outlook on your desktop or, you know, laptop, whatever you're using mm. Outlook, um, then you're you're able to write emails and queue those up and yep. and manage your calendar and all that without being online. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to be needed uh, for the new experience. Now, it is noted as coming soon. 
that, that offline support for the new Outlook for Windows. So hopefully that soon is really soon. Uh, mm. I won't be switching until we get that. So, yeah. Um, I, and I think that's probably uh, a lot of people will be feeling the same. Mm. Like uh, when I mentioned industries, certainly one comes to mind that, that we've worked with before the uh, mining industry or any kind of industry which is remote. Uh, doesn't have a lot of bandwidth and needs to, as you say, Daniel, uh, download stuff, queue it up, and then send it off when when bandwidth is good or when you're in yeah. range of bandwidth. But this is getting that one big feature that I use Outlook on the web for. It's not the only one, but it's it's one of the highest ones is pin emails. Uh, right. So we're we're going to be able to pin email to the top. And this is for me. It's a this. I need to take action on this today, so I pin mm. it to the top. So yeah, and, and nice. mine is snooze emails. I use that a lot mm. to say, look, get it out of my inbox and mm. re-deliver it to me tomorrow morning, so I can check it. And out. is that a good way to do inbox zero? You can just go through and say snooze yeah. to everything and eh. defer right. my zero. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get back to uh, when that's arriving. Um, let's uh, take a look at that. Do we have it? Uh, yeah, rolling out to current channel begins early April and to be complete late April, and monthly enterprise channel rollout will begin early May, complete in early June. Mm -hmm. And Daniel, um, let's yes. let's talk about lists now. Sure. This message is SharePoint. See, they can they can spell it out. See, this will show up in search. SharePoint. New list templates with approvals, MC525660. And with this, they're introducing two new templates um, for lists, but that's not the biggest thing here, really. It is a integration, um, the integration with approvals app in Teams. Um, and it is that approvals app integration that is really the big thing here. Um, so it is the two templates um, that you'll be able to create is the travel requests uh, with approvals and content scheduler with approvals. Now, when you go in to create a list, just heads up, it is uh, they show up at the bottom, at least for me. Uh, there's already this, this travel request list template, but it's not the same as the one that's at the bottom of the list of templates, which is with approvals. Um, this will begin rolling out now-ish, and I'll tell you about my experience with it, uh, to targeted release in uh, late March will be finished with targeted release. Standard release early May and expected to be completed by mid-May. So there's a actual a month break they're planning here between targeted release and standard release. Just key point here, this is why you should never have your production tenant on targeted release. They're giving that month uh, buffer there to work out problems. Anyway, I digress. The uh, There's a screenshot here that shows how this request approval should work. If you go in, basically you're supposed to be able to go in, select a list item and say submit for approval. I say this is how it's supposed to work because in my experience right now in my tenant that's targeted release testing my, my test tenant, when I go to create a list from this template, 
uh, it lets me fill it out and to go create. I click create, and this is for my lists, which if you that means we're storing in OneDrive, or on a team site. Um, both times when I click that, I get an error, and Daryl does too. He tested it out as well. I uh, get an error on the list name. It says this list already exists, which it doesn't. Um, I'll get to that in a second. But then at the top, there's an error on this on the same screen where you're creating the list. It says this is an experimental feature, blah, blah, blah. So basically it fails um, partially because if you go to that location, that list will exist now. It It's like it goes out and creates a list, but then it can't do the approvals part uh, for some reason and connect that up because if you go in and, okay, the list is there. <clears throat> if I go and add an item, there is no submit for approval. Um, you can get, you can, we still have that, um, the Power Automate flow integration. So you can create something there, but it's not the same thing. So just let you know, if you have it already, then give us some tests. But for us, it didn't work. I look forward to it working and, and be able to test it out and really give a, a better opinion on on the functionality. But so that should be if you've got a targeted test, a test tenant that you have set to targeted, then you should be able to actually play with it this month and hopefully it'll work for you. Yeah, the piece that we wanted to see, uh, Daniel, was when the request appears in the approvals app of Teams, because that's a little empty at the moment. Yeah. Adobe Sign regular sort of standard approval and something else but it looks like there's going to be space for more of these types of approval templates uh, that uh, or lists that use approval yep indeed hmm. so uh be looking and looking for that and play around with that hopefully there some of those kinks will be um ironed out and then you can sit there and do an approvals loop all over again that was uh well done do you like that segue? I, I do, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, cool, cool. We see we're going to drop that one in rehearsal. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, the headline and the big news. Uh, only like that, a lot of people have been waiting for the Loop app, and here's the first clue that it's coming very, very soon. Because you need to repair something for it in your tenant. Loop app coming to public preview. MC525137, okay, did that get your attention, admins? Uh, maybe, if you're looking at the message center. Uh, and, well, what did you do with that attention? You read through the message, uh, it recaps and says, what is what is Loop and where to access it? So it will be accessed from loop.microsoft.com. Uh, it will be uh, released to public preview in late March. Yes, finally, except not quite a date. That's uh, apparently super secret. And uh, it's going to be released as default off. Hmm. Right. We don't see that often. We often see things that are default on to drive adoption. Why is it default off? And what might you have to do to turn it on? It's default off because there are a couple of things that are still not quite working in the uh, compliance um, area or space. And they have been highlighted uh, about six months-ish ago. Uh, and there is uh, some work going towards making that, um, to remediating that. So uh, one thing about it is that if you are doing an e-discovery, gathering information for a case or some sort, uh, that it will discover that content, uh, but you can't view it offline. So you can take the, the content, a fluid file, but you'll have to upload it to a OneDrive to, uh, to read that. 
So it's not a not a great experience for someone who's having to review the content. Uh, and there's an aspect around uh, some of it not being able to search inside some of the uh, the loop experience. So default off. You have to intentionally turn it on if you want to uh, review this as an organization. Um, I'll just highlight some of these things that we have to do, Daniel, but I did cover it off in a video. I've dropped the link in the description, so do check that out um, and fast forward to a couple of the, the key things that you may not have in place already. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to enable it, there's a cloud policy service, which if I just quickly flick over to that, it is uh, config.office.com, and uh, when you go there, you can choose uh, the office policies. Um, and I just want to go into one policy that I'd set up just to let you see where that is and what it looks like. Um, if we skip over to the policies part, uh, there are 2,202 policies. Wow. Um, but um, easily you can find where the loop ones are by typing in loop. And the one that is new there that you'll need to enable uh, to make sure that it is turned from default off to default on um, is create and view loop files in loop. That's that second one there. Uh, and that will uh, that will do that. There's a few other things that you, you might have to do if you've already got like it turned off at the SharePoint and app level if loop is completely turned off in your environment. But they wanted to cover this off in this message so that if you are okay with its current state of uh, you know, compliance tools um, and you want to just release it to maybe a, a small group of people within your organization, that it's a controlled uh, way of doing that, you uh, could take these actions and, um, and just add certain people to that policy rather than your whole organization. Uh, but yeah, okay, so that's all the technical stuff. But what was the, the massive impact, Daniel, of saying, hey, uh, Loop App Preview is coming? For me, it has been a long-weighted app to be mm. released. It, we have we talked about it in a previous show about there was, um, and I think maybe it was the green room, but anyway, about hey, there's they're going to you know you can sign up for private preview and then um, and had such an overwhelming response. I mean, mm. just you know, I think a lot of people are really wanting to use it. Um, and, and it's been promised for a really long time. That's that for me, it's, it's just been, I've been waiting for this for a very long time. We've seen some loop components, mm -hmm. right. Um, but not the app itself. Yeah. Just a preview of the app and in, in terms of demonstrating at ignite, uh, mm -hmm. but very few people have been able to get their hands on it until recently. Um, we did cover in the green room that uh, uh, one of the product group was releasing a few um, private preview slots, which, you know, if, if we're going to all have access to it, um, barring these steps in, in late March, then uh, maybe the private preview access isn't that important. But um, yeah, plenty of questions like uh, Andy's one, uh, which, you know, this is just one of, of many as we think about what does it mean for the Loop app. That when people compare it to other products, they also want to use it for personal uh, knowledge management and productivity. So we'll see what that looks like at release, uh, first release, mm. and um, take it from there. Yeah. But uh, that, um, yeah, all we can say is go through those steps uh, before late March if you want to make it available to a few people or to 
all of your organization and check out the video for the steps if you want to follow along that way um and our next message daniel is viva we're bringing viva back in We're making, no, never mind. I was going to make a joke. Microsoft Viva. Viva Connections Customer Facing Analytics. I love that A word. MC426126. And I say I love analytics because um, it, it is often requested a, I want to know what the impact is. I want to know how people are using whatever we're talking about. In this case, Viva Connections. And so we're going to have some insights into the uh, how people are experiencing connections, including one that I find to be the most frequently asked for, which is how are people utilizing our home site? Are they coming through Teams or are they coming through the browser, meaning SharePoint, and to understand how that flow works? Because uh, without that, I don't know if my rollout of Viva Connections via Teams is successful or not. I have no clue, right? Um, so this message is about how the analytics is coming. And so for any user that is a member of the site, so if you have basically contribute up uh, permissions, you'll be able to see this on your home site. Now, uh, what would have been really great on this message is pictures because you know analytics is all about you know getting insights and understanding what's going on however if you click the additional information you will get that uh, information now this the viva connections analytics can be turned off if you really want to Um, you can do that and in the message there's instructions now how do you access these analytics? Well, you'll go to the settings and then manage Viva Connections. So on your home site, you'll go to the settings gear icon and then go. And then analytics will be right there on. And, and Daryl's showing it for those on the uh, video podcast. You'll see that. You can click view report. Now, let's throw some caution onto your expectations. Okay. This is v1 and they're pretty clear about this in the what's in the usage report this is not a wonderful experience when you think about um, the sharepoint analytics that you get now with nice graphs and it's all um, laid out on the page really well and it's on the page itself this is giving you a csv that has the information in it. Um, well, it's actually, uh, it's not ju- it's not a CSV because it has different tabs. So it's gonna be a, a workbook that has, um, it's all in text, right? So if you wanna create your, um, your visuals, you can from that, uh, your charts and all of that. Um, so that's great, but it is, um, of course, you get that information, but there's another key here, and that is it's only up to 28 days of usage data. Bum, bum, bum. So what does this mean? This means that this is not a holistic um, approach, not a, a way to get, I want to see in the past 90 days. I want to see in the past. You're not going to get that. So. What can you do, Daniel? Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Oh, oh sorry. Um, That's my cue. 
<laughs> you can go in there and download this every 28 days and somehow compile it, uh, you know, for your needs. Now, is that great? No, it is not a great experience, but you can compile this and you might even get fancy with maybe I can grab this information and sh um, throw it into a SharePoint folder and have Power BI do magic or something on it. The problem with all that is, is I'm hoping that by the time you get all of that working and fine-tuned and everything, hopefully V2 of this will come around and it'll be mm. much better. And that work will not be um, really beneficial. Um, hopefully it'll be better. Now, I'm saying hopefully a lot because we don't know. I don't know how long it's going to be like this, but um, this is better than nothing. Because I can go in and say... Oh, look, our team's adoption is huge. We have, mm. you know, 80% of the people using Viva Connections through the team's app and not going to the browser or vice versa or half an app, whatever, right? I can get those insights. Now, this is not in, you know, you're not tracking individual users here. This is aggregated, as you can see in the screenshot uh, in when you go to the additional information uh, on this message. It is just how many people... Um, you're getting for how many unique visits, uh, users, how many total visits, and you're going to be able to see by platform and by experience. So great. I think that's, that's, that's good. Actually, I should, I think I said great. It's not, it's good. Uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll look to, for it to improve. I'll be interested to see the stats around dashboard visits versus feed versus resources. Mm. Uh, with the dashboard being a dashboard and um, feed being something you can add to a SharePoint page, uh, your home site, for example, uh, that you would expect if, if it's been set as your default home page for your browsers, maybe that's going to be quite high versus resources. Mm -hmm. um, breaking that down into how many people are actually visiting the feed from their mobile experience um, and you know if you aren't using that home site within teams and you're using the new experience which shows the the viva home site page thing um, the landing page where you don't have control over it and it just it's yeah. there for you um, then that's also going to show up there too um, but yeah good to have those analytics and uh, expe I expect to see it in the viva um, admin, so admin page or admin center that they're, they're building there. I hope so in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we have one more real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go ahead and cover it if that's okay. Or do you want to cover it? Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Microsoft, Microsoft 365 Roadmap Updates MC 526134. Um, this is really they're just tweaking the way... Um, they're presenting the information on the roadmap to say they're renaming GA, which is general availability to roll out start. I think that's because people said, Hey, you have GA listed as March and here we are in April and we still don't have it. Well, we've started the rollout in March, right? But they're also going to have that preview available. Um, and you've probably been seeing that for a while. So that, that preview will become preview available, right? Um, so I think that's just, just tweaking the language here. 
Um, and it should be coming mid-March, so now-ish through to the end of March. You'll start seeing that in the rollout uh, on the roadmap. I'm time. really looking forward to to previewing the in, inbound support for DNSSEC forward slash DANE for SMTP2 oh, right. exchange okay. online. Yep. Wow. Um, you know, it, it, well, actually, it's, it's already arrived. I've been previewing it for months. Yes. <laughs> mm. So anyway, want to let people know about those renames and, and how that's going to look from now on. So anyway. Nice Thank one. you, everyone, for being here. This uh, I hope that this was informative, Daryl. You have informed me greatly, and so I I appreciate um, appreciate that and your insights on on loop and and everything else too. That, that makes me think of a was it a Doctor Seuss movie? Um, you have been warned. Mm. Okay. You have been informed, and then Danny DeVito walks up. Yes. All right. Well, that, that's that's it for the week. That's it for the bad jokes. Um, <laughs> although, if you do have a dad, expect more for the week. Um, and we'll see you again next week. You know where to find us. You know what to do. 365 MCS on all the socials. Everywhere. Bye-bye.